Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Father God, we thank you this day for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. We thank you, Lord, for being the Savior, Redeemer of our lives. We thank you for protecting us, Lord. And you said in your word, Lord, that you're our shepherd and that we shall not want. Because, Lord, you put us in green pastures beside still waters. You restore our soul. And then you lead us into a path of righteousness. And although we walk among death every day, we will not fear evil because you're with us. You're with us, Lord. And you even prepare a table before us among our enemies, in the presence of our enemies. And you anoint our heads with a wall. We thank you, Lord. We pray right now for the sickness among us. We call the name of Brother Robert Walker. We ask, Lord, if you would be with him. Touch him. Give him peace. Give him calm. Let your will be done concerning him. And Lord, we thank you for so many others whose names we don't know to call, but you know, Lord, that you're dealing with them right now, that you're covering them, and you're covering their families. We thank you for each one that's on the line. We ask that your Holy Spirit come into this place. Speak through me. Preach and teach through me, Lord, that your people may be edified, instructed, and encouraged today. We thank you, Lord, that you, we know that your goodness and mercy is with us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in your house forever. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen today, everybody. Our scripture comes from 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to be reading the first three verses. First three verses from the New King James Version. And it says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship 
as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And that third verse again says, You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so our subject today is no coward soldier. No coward soldier. One of the things that makes the English language so interesting, but also so hard, is that it has so much figurative language in it. What do you mean, preacher, about figurative language? Well, figurative language is a way that we express ourselves without using the true or the, the strict meaning of the words. We do it all the time. And there's plenty of figurative language in Scripture. When, when we say that Jesus is the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Those metaphors are figurative language. When Jesus himself said, if thy right hand causeth thee to stumble, pluck it out and cast it from thee. That's hyperbole, another type of figurative language, which is exaggeration. He didn't really want us to pluck out our eye. And then in the title of today's sermon, No Coward Soldier, I am using a type of figurative language called an oxymoron, where you put two words side by side that mean opposite things, like the living dead. So consider that by definition, there is no such thing as a coward soldier. Because a soldier, by definition, is a brave warrior. Selfless, capable, very courageous. A coward is the opposite of all those things. A coward is fearful, likes, lacks courage and is easily intimidated. But we find here today in 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul is talking to Timothy, and he tells him not to be a coward soldier. And he goes on to advise him about what he should and should not do and so today I'm reminding you that none of us, none of us should be coward soldiers because we are in the army of God. When I was growing up, we used to sing this song. We are soldiers in the army. We have to fight, although we have to die. We have to hold up the bloodstained banner. We have to hold it up until we die. And I can remember singing those words and thinking 
Man, this is some serious stuff. And yes, it is serious. Maybe that's the problem with many people today. They don't think about the seriousness of being in the army of the Lord. So let's look at what Paul told Timothy. And let's take these things to heart in our own lives. First, he says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. We're in God's army. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We think the thoughts of God, not the thoughts of the world. So we shouldn't be rehearsing what the world is saying. But we should know scripture and say it as God says it. Not entangling ourselves in the affairs of this world. The second thing he told Timothy, he says, do your best to be an approved workman, correctly handling the truth of God's word. In other words, do your homework, study, study God's word, study your call, know your job, do your job. Are you an officer in the church? Do you know what your job is? what you should be doing. Maybe you sing in the choir. Do you know that there's more to it than just getting up there and singing? You need to know the right words, the, the, the right hymns, the right songs of praise at the right time in the service. You need to know how it affects the people of God, how it goes with the sermon. Are you an usher? Do you know when to hold the door and when to greet those that are coming in? Do you know how to show hospitality? Know your job as a witness. Know the word of God. And when false prophets come upon you, know that there are falsehoods so that you can come against it, just like Jesus did against Satan in the wilderness. What did he say? It is written. Can you say that? Can you come against Satan with the word of God? The third thing he told him, he said, avoid godless chatter. Avoid godless chatter. Everywhere you go, they're talking heads. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody thinks they know. But the word of God in Matthew 12 and 36 says that we must give an account of every idle word on the day of judgment. So watch what you say. 
and don't get involved in idle talk and godless chatter. Number four, Paul told Timothy, turn away from wickedness by fleeing evil desires. Instead, pursue righteousness and faith and love and peace. In other words, avoid the triggers that get you down the wrong path. Stay out of those places that you know aren't good for you. Away from those people that tempt you to do wrong. In Philippians 4 and 8, it says, Think on these things, whatever is pure and true and noble and honest. Think on these things. Practice those things, putting those things in your heart. And then finally, Paul tells Timothy to be kind to everyone and able to teach even your enemies, even your opponents. You know, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. Come at people with a smile with the joy and the love of God in your heart. You don't have to be defensive. You don't see Jesus coming up to people, fussing at them and being defensive. He showed them love. And in so doing, he was able to win them over more often than not. Be kind. Be kind. So those five things that Paul told Timothy not to engage in warfare, not to engage in those things that are affairs of this world, being an approved workman, Avoiding godless chatter, turning away from wickedness, and being kind to all people. That's how you be a good soldier. Knowing your craft, doing your job, aiming to please God above all. We should be ready. Always to give an account for the hope that's in us through God. That's what we should do. That's what the Bible says. And that's how we become good soldiers. And so today, the word is plain, simple, straightforward. Let's be ready to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ.
surrender to his will as we work in his army. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word on today that reminds us to be good soldiers, not coward soldiers, in your army as we seek to do your work in the world, but not being, not being a part of this. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're of your world. Our kingdom is not of this world. But we thank you, Lord, for using us. And we ask that we do it in a manner that's pleasing to you so that others can look upon us and see the Jesus that's in us. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen today, everybody. I want to thank you for being with us and for supporting the Noonday service. I just want to let you know that this will be our last Noonday service. We're pausing until September. We will be back, if the Lord says the same, on Wednesday, September 6th. But we will not have noonday service until then. Uh, there are plenty of sermons that you can get if you've gotten our last, if you have an old uh, God's po uh, Toolbox podcast. If you look at the top where it says all episodes, you can go back to those and, and find God's Toolbox episodes and our Noonday services as well. Or you can go to lhsministries.com and there you will find the Noonday sermons as well as podcast episodes from God's Toolbox and plenty of other things that we hope will inspire you. 
The Lord is allowing me to pause the noonday service for now to work on and focus on other projects. And so I thank him. I solicit your prayers as we prepare to still do God's work just in a different venue, in a different way. Thank you all for being present. And we will now pronounce the benediction. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope to see some of you at Vacation Bible School. God bless you.